Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, your attitude and its effect on how you lead and serve informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now, let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Banu Simro started her career in the banking industry and quickly became the leader in trust and estate planning. Due to her success in this area, she was recruited by CPA firms and worked for several years in public accounting and specialized in managing high net worth client accounts. Ten years ago, Banu and her husband John started their company, Crystal Vision Packaging Systems, selling to consumer packaged goods companies who are specialized in food and beverage industries. Banu is currently utilizing her financial and investment background, working with real estate investors and high net worth clients who believe in creating wealth by investing in real estate in Southern California. Banu is a member of the Commercial Real Estate Committee at South Bay Association of Realtors. This committee allows her to access to many professionals in the area and in-depth knowledge in the commercial real estate area. Banu and her family live in the South Bay area in California with their two dogs. Welcome to the show, Banu. Hi, Candy. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. So, obviously, I gave a little bit about your background, but let's hear a little bit more of how you even got into this industry. Yes, of course. Um, I feel like real estate was always a part of my life. When I was growing up, my family had residential and commercial real estate in uh, different parts of the town. So, it was really my norm to go and visit these properties, listening to my family, uh, talking about the opportunities and uh, obligation, taxes and expenses. So believe it or not, before uh, age 28, I owned two of my properties without their help. So it was kind of ingrained in me, it seems like it. And I had my college degree and uh, my MBA, and I had a chance to work with high net worth clients at the bank and also and also at the CPA firms. And when I was doing that, I noticed that the wealth, uh, the majority of the wealth was created by owning owning these real estate properties. And they had their own businesses or or sometimes they were not even doing anything and collecting rent income on a monthly basis. And at the same time, the assets were appreciating. Mm -hmm. So it was just really a no-brainer for me. Um, And I was coming from a family that believed in um, investing in real estate as well. And as you um, gave uh, in your uh, uh, introduction that my husband and I own, um, a crystal, um, it's a it's a packaging company, Crystal Vision Packaging, and because of my background, he always needed more, a little bit of my help for finances. Um, it, it seems like nowadays I am spending at least I can say ninety percent of my time in real estate, and a little bit of um, probably ten percent uh, with him helping him out to grow the business as well, and it allows me to see uh, what a small business owner really needs, and mm-hmm. so I want to keep going. Right. With them as well. Well, obviously today we're going to be talking about real estate and the difference between leasing and owning. So what I would really like to do Mm -hmm. is just actually explain, first of all, these terms that we're going to use in case it's not quite sure, you know, everyone understands. So what is the difference between leasing and owning property? Well, I'm pretty sure that your listeners already know the difference, but let's just remind them a little bit of uh, what these um, things mean, really. To me, uh, when you're leasing, you are uh, renting that property to use that space on a monthly basis. You're paying 
um, the rent um, or the value of that space to your landlord and you don't own it, there's no deed, there's nothing, and but you're very limited with the usage, uh, what you can do with the property. When you own, it's just kind of the opposite. You're the, on the other side and now you own the property. You have the deed, you paid um, uh a lot of money to own that property now you want the um it, well you don't need to always uh rent the property you could actually occupy and do mm-hmm. your business in that property and that's also very valuable right and i think that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today too yes. is does the business owner do they consider just leasing from someone else or maybe buying to operate their own business from very important decision yes So what are the main factors for a business owner to consider regarding buying versus leasing commercial real estate? Well, I think that there are many, many factors. And um, as you you would know your business better than anyone else, but I want your attention to a few things that are very important. Uh, As you will, like I am a business owner, it's very important to know the cost of the property. It doesn't matter if you're leasing or trying to purchase it. How much is this going to cost me? to uh, make the monthly payments if I'm leasing or when you are trying to purchase a property, you you should have an idea about if you can afford it. Um, I want you to consider certain factors while making this buy versus lease analysis. Uh, the main thing to me is the upfront cost if you're purchasing it. Or if you're not purchasing but you're leasing it, there's another cost, obviously, security deposit. Mm-hmm. You need to know if you can afford um, reserving six months. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the monthly recurring costs? And that they can actually add up to a lot of money. Um, I believe that opportunity cost needs to be analyzed. It's very important. Tax savings. Either way, uh, doesn't matter if you're buying or leasing, you have the tax savings. One will be, I'll talk about it. I'm sure that you're going to ask me which one is that. Uh, But to me, tax savings are, I think, better when you lease because you can deduct the whole thing, Mm -hmm. all, all the reoccurring costs and also the rent. But when it comes to owning, the tax savings are kind of limited to the interest. So you're only deducting the interest payments, not the principal. Mm-hmm. And also some maintenance and repair costs. Um, and um, one of the biggest items for me to consider is the asset appreciation. Right. The it just this is how the wealth is created, basically, mm-hmm. the asset appreciation. If you own properties, you know that over the years, you will end up, um, we always say, oh, it's so expensive to buy something right now. But 10 years down the road, we say, why didn't I buy that property? It was so much cheaper. So please think about um, that. It is really valuable. And there are, of course, other factors you have to consider. Um, I will ask if you were my a client um, asking me these questions, what, what do I do? What are the things that I should consider? I would say, would you, do you think that you will outgrow this space? Mm-hmm. Um, how fast do you grow or do you grow? Or maybe this is kind of a stable business. Maybe do you need this much space? If you have that huge space, are you sure that you want to keep it unused? Maybe the unused space should be rented out. And also, um, you don't forget, uh, we are tying up um, the capital, the liquid capital when we're purchasing the property, it's a great investment at the end of the day, but can you afford doing that? Mm-hmm. And uh, and also I want to raise one more um, thing to think about is flexibility of a lease versus the um, stability of the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're leasing, you're dealing with a landlord mm-hmm. who may raise your um, uh, your your rent payments um, every year, maybe three to five percent, and it could it could add up to large amounts. Right. And one other thing I think to take into consideration that people may not think about are like the common area maintenance fees that oh, may yes. be charged. So it's not just the rent of the suite that you're in or the property that you're in, but if That's you're right. sharing with other people, then you probably have additional expenses. That additional will be charged. expenses. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. I think you've started talking about this, but, you know, let's discuss some of the benefits versus drawbacks of buying commercial real estate. Yes. um, Commercial real estate is a long-term asset and an investment. So um, I can tell you that it stores its value um, fairly well. 
So when you own a business and you're occupying it, I think you did the right thing so far because you will see that um, that investment is going to uh, be very valuable over the years. The ba- the main benefit that I can think of is the equity built up and the again the asset appreciation. When you're making the monthly payments um, for your mortgage or for for your loan, you are not only paying the interest but also paying down the principal. Um, the loan amount, and when you're ready to sell your property or refinance it, the difference between the loan and, as you can, Candy is smiling right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, you guys cannot see that. Um, but the fair market value is an equity. So think about it. You can actually take that equity and start investing in another property, and there you go. You have this big portfolio of real estate investment right. now. While you were talking, it made me also think, obviously, we always know real estate goes up and down, right? Over the long term, it continues to appreciate. But does commercial real estate have the same kind of ups and downs? Or is it different than when we think of residential? Yes uh, and no. I think, uh, especially the location, right? The location is so important. Where we live in California, and especially South Bay, it's really hard to even find commercial properties nowadays. It's just the demand is so high. Everybody's coming here from different states and, and cities, and then it's so congested. And uh, and we all know that over the years, as you know, it's going to worth more. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's, uh, it is a seller's market. It's a buyer's market. I feel like it's it's a good property, good, good great decision mm-hmm. to buy. So then what are the benefits and drawbacks of leasing the commercial real estate? Well, I want to just touch on the benefits because that's not the only benefit, right? Mm-hmm. The, the equity built up and the assets appreciation. There's also other benefits that I want to talk to you about. And okay. I'm a big believer of owning something, mm-hmm. so I can't not talk about these of things. Course. So, um, so rental potential, we talked about the rental potential while you own something and while it is appreciating in value, think about receiving rental income, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe part of that, or maybe the the whole thing, you're you're an investor, and you decided to own properties, and then you're renting out. And once the retirement comes, think about that, your your lifestyle will never change. Mm -hmm. You will still have this income coming in. And I know uh, really wealthy families that this is all they had. Mm-hmm. rental real estate and the other um, the major factor that I want um, for small business owners is uh, owning property is um, uh, it just I guess it's safer in so many ways it's just um, the the um, you know you're at the whim of uh, a landlord <laughs> can just, things can change dramatically at the end of your lease you don't know where you're gonna go sometimes and sometimes you can actually work it out with your landlord, obviously. Another benefit is the control of the pe- uh, the property. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, obviously, you own the property. You can change the configuration. You cannot do that with a lease property. Mm-hmm. So to me, all of these are fantastic. Right. Yeah. They kind of are interwoven into each other. As we're talking about the benefits of, you know, the ownership, then it's also kind of that's the downside of the lease, right? So the, Yes, the but there are downside of the ownership, too, because you're mm-hmm. tying your money a huge amount. Let's just talk about a million-dollar property. Mm-hmm. Um, well, typically it is 20%, as we all know. Sometimes it can be even higher than that. So what is that? It's $200,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to come up with that $200,000 for the down payment. So And the closing costs, attorney fees. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things... Um, um, inspection fees. So you should probably consider this uh, over the long run. It is a great investment, but you have to be prepared mm-hmm. to cover the cost of the capital that is needed, the, le- the liquid, at, which is cash, obviously. Right. So you need to come up with that. And also you should have minimum, if you ask me, six to 12 months of um uh, mortgage payments mm-hmm. to be able to. So it's reserved in your account. Do you have uh, working capital in your account? Uh, all of these are very important. Right. Well, as you're saying, too, it's like there's a lot of considerations. Cash flow, of course, is, of is course. one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, like I said, on the other side, if we quickly just touch on, and it's kind of been back and forth, but on the lease. Yes. 
what are the benefits versus the drawbacks? Well, um, leasing a commercial is obviously it's very flexible. You don't need to stay here if you need a bigger space or smaller space or you don't want to do this business or you want to do something else and you're just or maybe moving out of the state, um, uh, then you just basically you're done with the lease and you're done. <laughs> you, don't, right. you, you don't have to pay mortgage for 15 or 30 years. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that is a very nice um, um, benefit. And also the upfront costs, they're not there. Mm -hmm. You don't need to come up with $200,000 on a million dollar property. Uh, so you can actually keep going with just with your payments. It, we, well, I read this um, article, article just recently. If you are stay, if you plan on staying in the same property seven to eight years, you should buy. Mm -hmm. That's so that is a very good thing to think about. Mm -hmm. But if you believe that this is just a uh, maybe a short term, you're not sure about the location, so maybe don't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it is ba basically case to case, case by case. Right. Uh, it might change um, for different people and. I'm also a believer of buying. If you're not going to use it, you can actually rent it, sell right. it. Right, exactly. So, okay. Well, it looks like it's actually just about time to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue to chat with Banu about buying and leasing commercial property. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Banu Simrose told us some of the pros and cons of leasing versus buying. Now let's continue our discussion. So, Bonnie, what is a 1031 exchange, and can small business owners take advantage of this strategy? Of course they can, and it is a very powerful tax strategy. Uh, anyone can take uh, advantage of it um, as long as they're in invest they have an investment property. So, this is more like you have a piece of land, um, and you want to exchange that one for an office building. Uh, and then five years down the road, you feel like, okay, my office building, let me just move up and buy an apartment complex. And then you can do the same thing and um, buy uh, an industrial building. So you're constantly exchange, exchanging it uh, without paying taxes. Once you sell the property and take 
get cash for it. And that is the portion that you obviously have to pay taxes on it. But you can um, uh, literally uh, exchange for the rest of your life and not ever pay taxes until it is uh, until you receive the cash. But you should pl- please be careful. Uh, this is a, uh, there are a lot of requirements for 1031 mm-hmm. exchange, as you know, Candy. And um, there are a lot of dates that you need to to be in it and do certain things within those dates. And you should definitely talk to your CPA and Mm -hmm. your realtor. Mm -hmm. Which I always recommend. I've said this more than one time on different shows. When you're making major decisions like this, you need to talk to those who are going to be helping your CPA, a financial planner, an attorney, attorney, in this case, a real estate agent. So, yeah, we'll mention that again as well. And there are lots of dates and deadlines and things to follow. So having Mm -hmm. a professional to help them through the process to maybe make sure I made it, it sound <laughs> very easy but it is really a very complicated transaction mm-hmm. but if you have a very good team who would help you with this I think you will be very happy with the results mm-hmm. yes I've known some people who've done that before too and as long as you don't take the cash and it does you know, follow yes. the property rules and everything mm-hmm. it can be a benefit so so what if as a business owner I want to sell my business mm-hmm. and my property at the same time is it possible It is and I have to say it is a very good strategy if you're um retiring for example or if you don't want to be in that business or do you want to do something else um, and it's very attractive to own the real estate Mm -hmm. uh, property where you do your business Uh, a lot of buyers are looking for value obviously and um, since I'm a business owner as well I know how complicated it can be um, to sell your business and um, you need to be uh, really careful and be able to provide with the tax returns your financials, history of the business, how much money you personally make because the next buyer is going to be in your position and um, depending on the complexity of this bu- your business um, and how soon you can actually find a buyer, um, this may be um, a, a long-term um, road journey and or maybe a very sp- a quick one. But I would like to tell you that um, there are uh, business uh, brokers who do this, and also they go through exactly the same education and training and the licensing that I do. So we understand and we work with these um, business brokers um, all the time. So um, this is it would be a very good business decision to sell it separately or together. So would the business broker just handle the sale of the business and the real estate agent the property or is or it they can do it combined? both at the same time. I could do both at the same time. Um, we really like uh, working with business brokers because that's what they're focused on and then they usually want to work with um, a, a real estate agent like me. Mm-hmm. So then how do I buy, sell or lease a commercial real estate property? Well, you need to call me first. <laughs> So when uh, purchasing or leasing commercial real estate, you'll typically want to engage a broker or uh, a realtor. And um, we do the search for you and we negotiate the whole thing. And then hopefully the the transaction is closed without any kind of hassle. But um, uh, let's say that you are selling your property. Let's just talk about two different uh, parts of this. If you're selling your property, um, then you have to contact a realtor like me and I would just come up and see your property and um, do my market analysis for you and compare it to the other properties that sold in that area maybe and find you a good fair market value that would sell. Not too expensive, not too <laughs> cheap, obviously. Then you want to be on the market so people are interested in coming and seeing your property. Um, and then if you're on the buy, oh, if you want to buy, it's uh, even more interesting to me because you have your wants and needs and must-haves. Um, and then we do a consultation for you. Um, either way, this is just we don't charge for the consultation to the seller or the buyer. Uh, we just talk to you. We sit down and uh, understand your needs. And this could be a very long wish list, to be honest with you. And you can use the same wish list for leasing depending on what you need. You can be a manufacturing company and you may need a huge space for your warehouse and for for your production or you may need a small space to run your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think when you were talking again, I thought of something else and in you know residential real estate, we always know there's always new comps in the neighborhood of what's sold, but businesses, they're 
aren't necessarily similar businesses selling all the time. So how mm-hmm. would they come up with comparisons? Oh, oh we are oh, we just talking about the property, the commercial oh, okay. property, but mm-hmm. not the businesses. Uh, when it comes to the comps for the business, selling your business, uh, depending on, again, what kind of business you're running, uh, let's say that if it is an accounting firm, oh, maybe we do have comps for that. Hmm. But if you're very specific, like my husband's business, uh, packaging company, yes, there are. Um, but it's kind of hard to find the same type of business. You should go by the uh, financials and, and the income that it generated. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about the selling the business part of it, but not the commercial the property. Right. Well, for the property, yes, I think it would be very wise to look at the other properties that sold in the area. And it may be actually difficult to find a lot of commercial properties selling. It's hard because we don't have a lot of inventory right now. That's another problem. Well, and houses sell much more frequently than a commercial property, I would think. So I would think costs would be Yes, definitely. Definitely. It's very active, the housing market right now. If you're interested in buying, it's a great time to buy um, residential real property Mm -hmm. too. And it's a great investment again. So you just started to touch on that, though. How is the market for real estate? I know. And I get this question almost every day a few times. And I love this question because it's just so broad and so open and just you don't know how to answer this question. So I usually ask my question. Why do you? Why are you asking me? What do you want to do with this information? Mm-hmm. Do you want to buy? Do you want to sell? Do you want to just? Are you just an investor, or you just want to lease a property? So when I get that answer, it's easier to for me to focus on. But general, a general rule of thumb, I think, or just I should give you what's going on in the market right now. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of people know that um, affordability index is very high. That means that people can afford buying homes. And also, um, uh, the interest rates are just like record low right now. What is it? Today, I, I think I saw it, a mortgage broker uh, mentioning it at 331. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> refinance. Everybody go refinance your homes. Um, and then buy, well, it makes it very interesting and very um, attractive mm-hmm. buying becomes very attractive and on the other hand sellers are enjoying actually a lot of demand from the buyers um, multiple offers it just like um, uh, you won't believe the other day we had um, a buyer for a property and uh, I called the other agent and said hey how's it going is the um, is the seller motivated and she said I'm not sure if I can say that because we got 20 offers <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. So we're seeing low inventory right now where we live. Right. Um, I'm not 100% sure how it is uh, the rest of the country, but I, I'm pretty sure that the low interest rates are helping. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a great um, thing to have a piece of nice property, I think, right now. And like I said, if you're going to hold it long term, you know, the market may go down for a while. And depending on where you are, you know, even here in Southern California, you know, we've had where we're in the beach cities always is right. higher than if you're going out to the desert. You know, there was oh, a yes, lot of issues definitely. for a while out there, too. So really just looking at your location. Yes, that old location, location, location <laughs> right. it always comes up. And it is so true. Mm-hmm. It is so true. So other than the cost of the property. What are the other factors that we really need to consider when determining if purchasing is the right decision? And we probably touched on this a little bit, a little but we bit, want to yes. make sure we really cover this. Yes, of course. Um, um, you know your business better than anyone else. I keep saying that because it is so important. Um, you know your needs. You know uh, how, how valuable your property is. But if um, if I was planning on buying or selling my or, or even leasing, I would ask myself certain questions just to determine where, where I'm supposed to be at with this. Um, or I should ask those questions to you guys just so, so I can make everybody think a little bit about this. Um, are you outgrowing your space? It's very important. If you're not outgrowing your space, if you can be in that space, run your business, pay less lease or mortgage payments, then why do you need to go somewhere else? <laughs> Unless... Um, Unless you have this extra money laying around and you want to invest in a bigger and better location. Are you fully utilizing your space is another 
important question because if you're not, in uh, another article that I was reading the other day, believe it or not, most uh, business owners who own their commercial property, they only, they said, I'm not sure if this is correct, but they only utilize 51% of their uh, property for their own business and it's just a huge number it's almost like 50 50 so what do you do with the rest of the property do you want well most of us are very sensitive to people coming in and going out uh, when we're doing our own business or conducting our own business but if you have a couple office spaces and empty why not renting them out and uh, help your own mortgage or lease payments um, and you the other thing is you can um, can you afford tying up that huge capital requirement that is necessary in order to buy or the security deposit that uh, you need to come up and show your landlord that yes you can afford because I have that much reserve in my bank um, <laughs> I guess the most important question is can you afford a loan mm-hmm. <laughs> you know would anybody give you a loan or do you need an SBA loan mm-hmm. so um, those are all very important questions and um, in other factors um, availability availability of the property space we just talked about it it's hard to find um, good property right now and um, inventory is very very low and uh, the current size of your company should be another question that you need to ask. Are you expanding or you're getting smaller? Is retirement near? Mm-hmm. So it's a huge question in my mind because most business owners, we're all thinking about when I retire, will I have the same amount of money coming into because I have this particular lifestyle right now that I want to maintain. Right. So um, do you really want to buy at that point if you're that near the retirement? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to just maybe own the place, get out of it, lease it out, and rent it out, and rental income comes? Mm -hmm. So um, average monthly cash flows, you know, you must know this. it's very important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. One thing I always say to people, too, is assume that you're going to have less cash than you think you're going to have. Because a lot of people think, I'm going to have this much you know, to run my company. That's right. But often that's not the case. They're too mm-hmm. realistic. So I would say if you're really looking at this and thinking you have enough cash, take a second look and you know maybe be yes. a little more conservative on the numbers. Yes, maybe instead of thinking six-month reserve, uh, you could just go up to a nine-month reserve so you're comfortable going into it mm-hmm. instead of... Um, you know, after making this huge decision, it's a big financial decision. You right. have to be very careful about this. Right. The other thing I thought of while we were talking to was, you know, depending on your credit score, your loan could be more expensive. That's you know, right. than if you wait a certain period of time to maybe improve your credit score, we could get a lower rate. So mm-hmm. making a decision based on that even. Yeah. You know. Even my residential buyers, I always look there go like, what do I do now? You know what? Pay all your credit card debts, uh, save some money. It is going to be very handy when you're ready to purchase something. Exactly. Plan ahead, too, if you're not sure you want to do it yet, uh, but you know this is something in your future. Start saving the cash and making sure that your credit is where it really. It's always needs to a be. good idea. Yep, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it takes a while. I mean, it could take six months, a year, even sometimes two years for people to repair something if they've yeah. kind of let it. But know, I have go. to say, if you um, let's say that I know that we're not talking about the credit scores, we shouldn't be. But just a, a quick um, input here: people who are trying to pay off their debt, if the minimum amount says hundred dollars, don't pay hundred dollars. Just pay a little bit more than that mm-hmm. to show that the the lenders should see that you can afford more than mm-hmm. that. It really repairs your credit score. Right. Or I tell people, try not to even carry, especially like credit card debt. Don't even carry it. I Just know. get it paid off. Just pay it off. Have the good debt, but kind of get rid of the bad That's debt. Right. That's so. right. Anyway, it's actually time to take another quick break. Be sure to hang around to hear more from Banu Simros on considerations when buying or leasing commercial property. We'll be right back after a brief commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Today I'm chatting with Banu Simrose about real estate options. Let's find out a bit more information from her on what some of the costs of real estate are. So, Banu, let's actually talk about opportunity cost. What does that really mean? Yes. Well, it kind of sounds um, weird, opportunity and cost. How could an opportunity be costly? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, just to give you a quick example here, maybe I'll let, let me just talk about it a little bit. Opportunity cost is important because um, uh, you, since we're talking about the commercial uh buying versus leasing, there might be some uh, opportunity costs here. Let's say that you're buying a property and then you the opportunity cost may represent the opportunities lost by investing your money because you are investing that capital that we keep talking about, um, let's say that $200,000 or some closing costs, right? They can be really three to 5% sometimes. Um, you could use that money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't buy your property, you decided to lease, then you can actually use that capital that you would have mm-hmm. uh, put in the bank because you're just buying it or just give it to the buyer because you're purchasing uh, to the seller, you're purchasing a property. So you could actually use that for your raw materials, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, right. That is the cost. If you did, If you bought it, then you couldn't do that. Or you could uh, hire... A star, like a, a good sales manager, to to bring in more money. Right. Like as you're talking, I'm thinking of say yeah. someone buys a manufacturing facility. Yes. They don't necessarily have that money available now to buy that new piece of equipment. That there they you might go. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. And it could be very uh, important um, opportunity cost. A lot of people don't talk about this, but it's just basically if I didn't do this, then I would have done this. Well, you, you, I did this now, but now I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. That's gone. That opportunity is gone. And that's the cost of uh, for me, right. not having that piece of property or not having that sales manager that I could have had. Mm-hmm. I think that's important for people to think about, too, because I think a lot of times people are just thinking about the cost of ownership in terms of the dollars they're spending, but not like, OK, what opportunity am mm-hmm. I going to lose? Because now I've invested this money and I don't have that liquidity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how much is a typical down payment? Well, we all know that typically it is around 20%, but uh, it could be up to 40%. Think about that. We always say 1 million because 1 million is easy to talk about. 1 million, 20% of that is $200,000. So depending on your score, we just said that, well, maybe your lender is going to require you to put 40% down. Can you do $400,000? That's a lot of money to put it, but... But if, if it works for you, mm-hmm. um, actually, it is a good investment. Yes, I always believe in buying because 
of my upbringing, maybe. <laughs> it's ingrained in my brain when I was five years old. I'm visiting all those properties and um, and just the pride of ownership, too. Sometimes it really feels good. Um, if you cannot afford it, don't go in it, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of money to invest in. Right. I think as we're talking to one of the things um, that popped in my head, too, is obviously we've been talking about like a business owner and them buying their own property mm-hmm. to for running their business from. But I think we need to make sure people also realize this could also be if they just as a family want to buy property that can become sure, their business. Of course, it's it doesn't have to be you're running a manufacturing company. No, or you yeah, like you me, have a, some, <laughs> you know, a bookkeeping company. Well, it could be anything, and then you may have some excess money from somewhere, and then you just did, um, you did well, let's say at your business, and then you have this money. Uh, how much interest rate are you going to earn uh, on that money in the bank? It's not much. So um, why not start thinking about investing and then saving your money and put it in real estate? Mm-hmm. Right. So all of these apply, whether it's buying a building to run an actual Multi-family business from. units. Yes. Right. It could be a piece of raw land. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a huge property. Right. Exactly. Yep. So how much are the closing costs typically? Yeah, so we can, again, typically say it could be between 2 to 5%. Um, again, with that million-dollar property, that imaginary property that we keep thinking about, uh, it could be 20000 to 50000 But don't forget, there may be other um, additional costs, like attorney fees and, and inspection fees and due diligence fees. And I'm thinking that if you... Um, if you think like closer to 5%, you're safer mm-hmm. when you just save that much money or keep that right. money money for your closing costs. And what's really covered in those closing costs? Oh, just like pretty much all the expenses that you can imagine for a, a transaction, you know, escrow fees. It could be, as I said, the closing costs could be attorney fees and mm-hmm. inspection fees and you're buying a piece of property, somebody needs to go in and inspect it. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the time, the buyers um, buyers pay for that. Mm. Okay. So we've kind of talked a little bit, too, before about security deposits if you're leasing. And what is a typical security deposit? Or is there even typical? Because the owners it can decide. It could be different, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Um, it for commercial, it could be one to six months. And then, as you know, those security deposits, it's necessary for the landlord or the owner of that property because you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know if there is any kind of damage um, and you do not want to deal with that. And you're saying that that's your responsibility as a tenant to cover that cost. And also, there could be, um, um, you know, delinquency. You know, If you're not paying your rent, that also covers um the the payments mm-hmm. to the to the landlord so it's really up to that person who's leasing the property to determine how that's much right. they want to require so it's it could not be one to six one. months mm-hmm. that's why we all i always say can i just have that reserve just in case you never know um if you especially if you have a seasonal business that's mm-hmm. definitely important to have that reserve of course of course so what do you think then should I buy something or lease something? Of course, Candy, you're going to have to buy something. <laughs> you're talking to me. <laughs> well, um, it's let's just talk about this. Uh, my personal opinion is always on the buying because I know that uh, there's nothing better than appreciated real estate property. As we talked about, a lot of uh, families created wealth, and then it went to their children. It just like generations after generations, at the end of the day, of course, can you imagine having your children or having your grandson owning something just because um, that's your legacy. You're just leaving something to it. It's just a fantastic feeling, I think. Um, I like owning properties, uh, and I'm sure that everybody likes that. Who doesn't? We all want to own something. Mm-hmm. It's like, should I own my car? Or should I lease my car? I mean, it's kind of a different decision, I guess, because you're not earning money on doing mm-hmm. that, unless you're, you're doing Uber. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, rental income is another factor. If you own a property, even if, like, like as you just said, like a minute ago, uh, you may not be the uh, person who is doing the business in that property. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to rent it out. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. And that is just, to me, um, priceless because 
you want to retire one day and the rental income keeps coming and your property is appreciating, think about it. What a powerful investment. Right. Yep. Well, something I just thought of as well, too, is, you know, sometimes in my area where I live, too, I'll see a house that became a business, usually on the corner of, you know, a busy street, but right off a residential Mm -hmm. street as well. So, I mean, how typical is that or is that difficult to buy a property that you then say, oh, let's turn it into an actual business? Like what is kind of. Is that well? Typical? N- n- no, not really. I mean, I don't see many of them. Well, maybe you're talking about like a, a small office space, but for a big commercial real mm-hmm. estate property, uh, I think there are requirements. It just mm-hmm. you need to comply with certain requirements to do right. that. And when you have people working in your office, you have more responsibility. It's a it's your insurance is going to go up. Obviously, your liability right. insurance. Because you have to make sure that everybody is safe in your right. office. So, I, you know, yes, it does exist. Of course it does. But it's not, I don't see it that mm-hmm. often. I just wonder how difficult it might be to buy a resident. Like, literally where I live, there's, like, one that's a dentist's office. And I think one has become, Small like, a massage place like or that, something. Yeah. But it really was, like, a home that was just was on it that part corner. Of, is it part of... Do they live and then do the I don't think so from oh, what I can tell. So so it just seems yeah. to me like maybe someone saw this house for sale and thought, oh, this would be great for the sure, office you setup. Can. So do they have to kind of go through, and you may not know all this too, but it was just a thought that came yeah. to me. But, you know, if it's kind of zoned for commercial or, or residential, it has to be you have also, to yes. go through the motions. Yeah, you need to talk to your city. Yeah, mm-hmm. your city is, you may not... So uh, talk enjoy before this. you buy. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> right? Please don't buy before yeah, talking. I've just seen a few yes. times. And, and they look like they would be perfectly great, you know, spaces or something, and too. For, that, for And they house, may right? just knock down walls inside or something and redo it. And then it, redo it. So. Yep, yep. It could be. So. But I want to give you a formula. I know that you mm-hmm. said, should I buy or should I sell? Especially since we're talking about the business owners. Um I think I want to say, um, if you will have a, a stable business... Um, and can generate necessary payments for cash, for down payment, and also the monthly payments. And there will be maintenance and repairs and taxes and insurance. Don't forget, there is like, doesn't matter if you decide to buy or sell. It's important to know that you have to have a stable business. Either way, you're making a payment. Right. You know what I mean? You're either paying someone else's mortgage or your own mortgage. Right. So it needs to be nice and secure. And also remember that typical monthly payments uh, payments will be lower if you own a property because mm-hmm. nowadays we see triple net lease um, very common. Um, uh, we have the taxes and the insurance, utilities, maintenance. They're all on the the lessee. Like so, you have mm-hmm. to pay all of that right. in addition to the rent. Mm-hmm. So that makes it very expensive if you're leasing. Right. I actually am leasing you know my property here too, and I know every year. We get a statement that says, "Here's everything that we had to pay." There you go. And you can't portion yes. of that. So you know, we had to fix the elevator. We had electricity. We had management yeah, fees. Yeah. We had you know, property taxes. All yep. of these things, and then we get a bill that says, "Here's your portion of that." So I think it's important for people, especially if they're going into the first time of ever leasing, yes. being aware. You need to know of all of everything. That. Trust me, it will be a shock. Uh, band, <laughs> right? Yeah. And sometimes you have that monthly payments, um, camp fees mm-hmm. that you see those, oh, shit, I'm paying $500 for this thing. Right. Um, basically, owning, again, becomes, like to me, winner because you own it, you don't pay for anything, and you're... Um, you, you, you're leasing it from me and you're paying all the taxes and right. the insurance and everything else. It's all passed along it to the is. person. <laughs> and it's true. Like I said, in my case, I get it once a year. I do have a client who um, actually is a restaurant, owns multiple restaurants. And I know on his, they have rent and camp fees every month. So every it's month. covered yeah. kind of throughout. Depending so it's not a big surprise bo- later, but it's for the value of that property too, that would be a huge chunk at one time if they had to oh, pay it Oh, no, once. that's why they're doing it, yes, mm-hmm. monthly so people can afford. Right. Exactly. So that's why it's good to own um, um, a property and you can leverage it in the future, and which we talked about. So it's not only asset appreciation, but you can just like um, take the equity out of it mm-hmm. and then invest again or do something with it. Right. 
Especially like if else? the market is going down at one point a little bit, yes. and you can use that equity to buy something at a lower price. Sure. And then, can you, you imagine? Know, to get that up. So, <laughs> well, this has really been informative as well. I want to make sure that we have time for you to let listeners, you know, know how they can connect with you. If you mm-hmm. have any other additional information you want to share with them. Sure. Uh, we only have a few minutes left before the end of the show. So let us know how can people connect with you? For any of their transactions, mm-hmm. sure. So it could be commercial or it could be residential. I'm here to help you with if you're interested in knowing more about um, buying, selling, investing, or leasing, please call me or text me. Nowadays, I know everybody's texting. Mm-hmm. I'm an old-fashioned girl, so I like calling too. So I it, that would not bother me. Please go ahead and call me. It's 310-977-4204. And if you need to send me some documents, some information, you can use Use my email address as well. I'll spell it out. It's uh, B-A-N-U dot Simros, S-I-M-R-O-S-E at KW.com. And um, the other thing is if you know anybody who wants help for this um, that may use um, our help and um, we can help that as well, mm-hmm. help that person as well. And they will be in good hands, I promise. <laughs> Well, and it sounds like, too, when you talked uh, earlier, too, about the business brokers, if anyone needs a business broker as well, they, they can, can reach out to you. They can still contact me, and then if if it is in an area or it's in um, a different, uh, we, we don't feel like we're comfortable. Maybe it is a huge manufacturing company. It's uh, away from us. We could definitely find the right business broker for you, or I could help you out with that, right. too. Okay. Perfect. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on my show and oh, sharing this information. So much, I know there's a lot that we probably didn't even touch on and cover, oh, but yes. I wanted to just give <laughs> people a little bit of information on this topic. Um, so thank you for sharing your expertise. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in to this episode. I hope you found this topic interesting and that answered some of the questions about the differences in leasing and buying commercial property. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Banu at the phone number or email that she shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. Next week's topic is dangers of using independent workers and finding employees in a difficult market. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on www.voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to BizHelp for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.